It was one of those things where it's like you get a job in your field after you graduate and you hate it. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened to me. It just, it was just not the fit that I was expecting it to be. It didn't feel comfortable. And that was definitely my well now what moment. Like it was like, this is not right for me. And I've put so much energy and time into this. Like, what do I do now? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. It's been a while since I've hopped in and done an intro. I hope everyone's having a good week so far. I got my wisdom teeth taken out yesterday. At the age of 25, I feel like that's the latest that you're supposed to get it. Was I supposed to get them removed at 18? Yes. Did I? Was I in denial for the last few years? Of course. I've been pushing it back. I'm recovering just fine. Yesterday after the surgery, I cried a lot for sure. Um, I was in the car with my boyfriend and this is what he told me there was a bus driver next to us driving and I tried to wave at him and he didn't wave back so I just started bawling the entire way so quite an emotional trip and he also got me flowers and that made me cry as well because they were so beautiful um, but I'm doing better now my teeth really hurt but it's nice to have these the next few days to just kind of chill out I'm not working it's been nice to just like edit a few podcasts and kind of find inspiration again with the pod because I feel like I was in a funk for a while so I'm happy to get back into it um today's guest is amazing Annie's so chill and so fun I love her story it felt like two friends chatting um she's actually living in Vancouver now but she grew up in Bowen I gave her a little intro you'll hear it later on but we talk about you know getting into a field that she didn't want to pursue she originally went to study at UVic for psychology and is now in content creation she talks about working as a content creator on the side I think I've had a lot of content creators but they've done it full-time so it was nice to hear how she balances her nine to five with content creation on the side because I know a lot of people want to go into it but it's hard to just kind of jump into it full-time um, we also she also gives some really good advice to you know getting your foot into the door into the influencer social media space she also opens up about body image having a past eating disorder and you know posting photos about herself and how that makes her feel and then we end the episode with some fun questions such as her favorite cafe and Bowen island and how harry potter was really important to her in her childhood and how that carries forward today so i hope you enjoy this episode this was so fun to record i'm joined by the wonderful annie mcintosh annie is a digital content creator she's a lifestyle model social media manager and she travels all over the world um, she's from a small island off the coast of bc and we've just chatted we have a bunch of mutual friends and we're both from the vancouver area I followed Annie for a while and I loved how, first of all, how beautiful her content is, but also how authentic it is. Um, so I'm just really excited to interview you and chat with you and some of, you know, the well now what moments that you've had in your life to get to where you're at today. So thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's totally a small world moment that we've had so many of the same circles. Of course. Yeah. So usually with my guests, I want, I start off by, you know, their childhood and what their life was like. So I'm curious to know that you grew up on a really small island. I don't know the population, but isn't, I don't know what the, it's pretty small, right? So what was that like and how did your child kind of shape where you're at today? Yeah. So I grew up on Bowen Island, which is mm -hmm. like 20 minutes off of West Vancouver. And you're right. It's tiny population is, I think 3,500 people, maybe a little bit more in the mm -hmm. summer. So um, my grade seven graduating class was 20 kids maximum. Crazy. 
small enough that um, we had to take a ferry every day to high school on the mainland because there isn't a high school on an island. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's totally shaped, I want to say, my whole life. Like you grow up with such a wonderful, small, tight-knit community. And I think that that has just kind of stirred a passion for connection and community in my adult life and just knowing that that's possible. And also you're outside on this beautiful natural island on the West Coast. And my parents were always really focused on getting us outside and and just like being dirt kids basically. (laughs) And I feel like I'm still exactly like that. Um, Yeah, just like spending a lot of time and just really valuing those moments outside with friends and stuff like that. Yeah, awesome. So how was it like going to high school? every day and like taking that ferry did you feel kind of like an outsider like I've had a few friends um that went to Sentinel with me that were from Bowen and never felt like they quite fit in or what was their experience there yeah I mean we were total weirdos especially at first (laughs) um I mean like first of all you're not used to being in the city and I know the North Shore is not really the city but it was really big for us and just being dumped um into a high school with a couple thousand people which is like almost the same population as your entire hometown is definitely a bit of a shock and then yeah obviously when everybody else in your high school seems to have had the same background except for you it can feel a bit isolating um I was really lucky that I met an awesome group of friends and the friends and kids that I grew up with on Bowen I'm still super close with so I think I had it easier in that respect than maybe some groups of kids coming through. But yeah, you definitely feel like this weirdo island kid who has no idea what's going on. Um, But we figured it out, you know. Yeah, then following that, you went to UVic and then I did as well around the same time, which is crazy. Um, And then you studied psych that I saw. So did you ever consider going down a path with psychology, a career down there? Or what was kind of the moment that you kind of pivoted? And more towards content creation. Yeah. So I actually, yeah, I, I moved to Victoria, like right after I graduated high school, like moved from Island to Island, essentially um, started out studying biology just cause I felt like my parents wanted me to do sciences um, and hated it. And then moved into psych just cause I've always been really interested in people and connections and talking to people and yeah, just well-being overall. Um, and my whole plan was to do a PhD in psychology, like clinical psychology. So I took all the courses for it. Um, I did an honors degree and did like a full honors study <laughs> and thesis in my last year, um, wrote the GRE when I graduated, which for anyone who doesn't know is like the entrance exam, kind of like the LSAT, but for grad school programs like psychology, um, and worked for a clinical psychology clinic as a research associate for the first eight months after I graduated. Um, and then just had like a total panic moment about what I was doing. It was one of those things where it's like you get a job in your field after you graduate and you hate it. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened to me. It just, it was just not the fit that I was expecting it to be. It didn't feel comfortable. And that was definitely my well now moment. Like it was like, this is not right for me. And I've put so much energy and time into this. Like, what do I do now? Yeah. Did you ever feel like when you were realizing I don't like this, did you just try to stick it through because you've put all these, you know, hours and years into the work or when, how did you kind of take that step to step out of that industry completely? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a few things. I think that I definitely tried to stick it out for longer than, you know, your gut tells you is what you want. Um, and it was like 
all these little flags. Like I, I wasn't motivated at all studying for the GRE. I really did not like my job or my boss, to be mm-hmm. honest. It was just like a very uncomfortable workspace. And I think the the moment that it happened was I was starting to put together my applications for grad school and just realized that I didn't want to do it at all. And I ended up, yeah, just leaving that job and working landscaping for a few months to just take some space and figure it out. Yeah. So how did you, I know that you have quite a following on social media. How did that kind of start? How did you grow those numbers? And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that something that you're doing full-time now or is that more on the side still? So it's it was full-time and I mm-hmm. actually just started um, another full-time job in the same field. So I'm, I'm balancing the two right now, but um, I've always like really loved photography and being outside and writing and stuff like that. So that was always kind of a focus of my Instagram. Um, I was living in Vancouver, working in a sales job um, and actually started dating a professional photographer. And he like was super into getting outside and we were doing all these activities together that I always did, but he was bringing along his camera and kind of showing me how to take photos. And I was just so excited about it um, and started posting that kind of stuff. And I think I had like like 3000 followers or something by the end of that first summer, just taking photos. So it wasn't a lot. It was just like a passion project and something that I really liked. Um, and I just kind of kept it along the side and then ended up, um, leaving that job in sales and going traveling for six months and just really dove into it and started putting a lot of effort into it and thinking about it and strategizing. Um, and that's kind of when it started to take off. Amazing. Yeah. So talk to me about that time when you were traveling, was it for work? Was it for just like pleasure or did you kind of mix both? So I was working while I was traveling. I was really fortunate enough to um, have like a couple of remote gigs that I could take with me. One of those was a community manager for a photography content creation education platform called Creator Circuit. Um, And then I also had some like blog writing jobs or like running social media for a few clients. I was not making a lot of money during that time. I left my like high paying sales job to do that for the flexibility of being able to work remotely. Um, And it was super stressful. Like we went, this was a a trip with my boyfriend and I, and we met up with a bunch of other friends on the way, but we left in May and came back in August and went to the States and did a big road trip through the States and went all through Africa. And it was amazing, but balancing remote work and figuring out how content was going to play a role in my life and my finances was stressful for sure but it was a really good experience because it kind of gave me yeah like just the resources that I need to to be able to balance that in the future yeah very cool so what is your Mm -hmm. passion now would you say because I know that you just started a new job um, and then you're doing content creation photography what is like something that really kind of lights you up yeah I mean I think like so my role right now in my full-time job is community manager as well for a content a community like it's like a content creation platform called creator co um, where we connect brands and content creators. So I think like the whole basis of my focus on social media and my focus in this role has really been like authentic connection and building community and showing up on social media in like a safe and healthy way that uses social media for what in my mind is intended for, which is, 
you know, bringing people together. Yeah. Very cool. And I saw that on mm-hmm. your Instagram and I know you've written articles about it, about like mental health, um, and kind of body confidence. I saw an article that you wrote, I guess it's been a few yeah. years now. Um, but that was, that was a beautifully written article. I as well have well, talked you. about, um, my own struggles with an eating disorder in the past on my podcast. And I know that really mm-hmm. helped with my healing journey. So how do you yeah. feel about social media and posting photos about yourself and like, you know, people will comment and say certain things. So how do you kind of navigate that with your own mental health? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing. It's totally a minefield out there, especially for, you know, people who identify as women on the space Mm -hmm. and people who are at all conscious of their bodies at all. Um, it's something that's going to be thrown at you. Right. Um, I know that for me having struggled with an eating disorder in the past Mm -hmm. comparison was a huge thing. And also just the way that I interact with how I'm feeling and with myself as I'm showing up online has been really important. So I think, you know, moving away from apps where you can distort your body or make yourself look thinner in like two seconds, um, unfollowing pages that make me feel like crap about myself for (laughs) lack of a better word. Um, and just remembering that like, it's totally a highlight reel. The, even the photos that I post of myself are not what I look like 99% of the time, (laughs) (laughs) 99.9 and just, you know, creating space in yourself and in your head to remember that on the online space and how women are presented and perceived is not realistic of how we are in day-to-day life. And we're so much more than just pixels on a screen. And there's, there's a lot of value in just reminding yourself of that constantly because it, there is a lack of messaging of the reality of like the impacts that social media has on body image online, I think. Of course. Yeah. And as you're someone that's kind of in the public eye with Instagram, Mm -hmm. do you feel that pressure to educate people or even that pressure to look a certain way? Because, you know, with brand deals and stuff, like it's usually based on like either clothing or travel experiences where you feel like you're in the photo, obviously. So yeah. Do you feel any outside pressure from that? I mean, yeah, for sure. Thankfully, I think that I've been very like careful about a surrounding myself with people who don't put that kind of pressure on me and walking away from relationships that are going to be negative for my mental health or for, you know, how I feel about myself. Um, and B, I've also been really focused on showing up authentically online I hope um and it's been just like really important for me to not be somebody that is continuing the practice of you know like unhealthy body standards and things like that and I'm a normal looking human I have like a very like standard body type and Mm -hmm. and I share that online and it's sometimes really scary for me and I sometimes feel really self-conscious but I think that it brings in the right audience and community of people who appreciate you know, looking natural and being real and that that's not the main focus of, of women in the world today. Totally. Yeah. And with Mm -hmm. your kind of social accounts, what are your main goals? Do you, like, if I were kind of in a space and an influencer, I would constantly compare because there's so many people in the space that'd be like, Oh, they have more numbers than me. Analytics, all that kind of stuff. Cause I work for an influencer um, and YouTuber. So I see that all the time. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of feel about that? And what are your goals for your own page? Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. I think that like in, in my mind, I have never sat down and fully considered like, Oh, I want to be an influencer for the next decade. Like that hasn't been something that's particularly crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of fun traveling and like 
practicing photography and writing and connecting with people in the space. And I want to continue to do that. And obviously there's motivation to grow those accounts um, because A, there's financial compensation involved and B, it's just fun to have a big community to connect with. And, and you learn a lot from other people in the space. Um, so I don't know if I've fully flushed out those goals. I, I have other parts of my life that I also want to focus on, like mm-hmm. other aspects of my career that are important to me um, and stuff that I don't really want to be just posting on Instagram when I'm 45 or 50, right? Like there is mm-hmm. in my head a shelf life for this. I know that's not the same for everyone, um, but it's just kind of like a fun side hustle passion project right now for me that um, is also has the added benefit of like paying my bills. <laughs> yes. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, do you hope to like in the next year, sort of just travel more or are you looking more to settle down in your life right now? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I'm, I'm definitely aware of the fact that routine is really important for my mental health and just my overall well being. Like I like having a space that's mine and is comfortable. And I know that about myself. And at the same time, I'm always itching to go somewhere and have an adventure and an experience. So it's about balancing that. Um, and I think that the plan for the next year is to do, do that, to balance the two and work remotely sometimes and also be here in Vancouver. And I think that that's totally a realistic thing. Um, so yeah, I think I, I want to travel and I want to be here and just experience like BC cause it's such a beautiful place as well. Yeah, totally. And and you mentioned mm-hmm. that your boyfriend's a photographer. So how is that like being in a similar space? Are you guys able to collaborate more now or do you guys kind of separate your projects? Yeah. I mean, we like, we'll help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've tried to move away from the business aspect of it because I think it's tricky when there's like finances tied up in relationships, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's at a much higher level of photography than I am or probably will ever be. Um, so there's parts of that that are just probably always going to remain separate. I think it's more of like a supporting thing. And he's like really helps me grow in terms of like skill level and just understanding the whole space, which has been amazing. But um, yeah, trying not to like combine those, I think has been like better for both of us. And it's something we've talked about and want to keep separate. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Cause that can be definitely really tricky mixing a relationship. Yeah, I know. Together. And there's like, there's like a lot of accounts out there now that are like the travel couples. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then they just explode and it's terrible. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or not, um, but yeah, it's just yeah. not something. Yes. Yes. Um, and what's your, what's your, I'm curious to know what your day to day is like. So you do a community manager, how do you manage your own deals as well or brand deals if you're still doing those? Um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to hear like, what's your day to day like? Yeah, it's been like a little bit hectic, like mm-hmm. just transitioning into the nine to five as yes. well as it's basically like having two jobs. But yeah, for example, like last week I was in the office all week. Um, I met up with two people dropping off product outside of my office. I was like <laughs> carrying cocktails in and a bucket hat and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but then on the weekend I had a friend come over from Ontario and he stayed with me and met up with a few other friends in the space and we went hiking and did Very some cool. shoots and stuff. So I think it's, that's probably what it's going to be like more naturally is like 
weekend go hard sunsets go hard and then yes nine to five during the day and also in the evenings I've just been doing emails and reaching out to brands but then at the same time like asking for that time to work remotely like I have a trip mm-hmm. coming up in April to the Bahamas and I'm going to really cool. focus on content during that time, obviously. And yeah. that's going to be like a step away from the office. So I think it's just about communication and managing my own expectations and, and yeah, health. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Are you able to yeah. use the skills or like the stuff or resources that you have in your nine to five with your own personal brand? Or do you, again, just kind of keep them separate? Um, there's been like, I think it's more been the knowledge that I've brought over has been really helpful just on both sides because you just kind of learn about the space when you're in it like all the time um definitely in my current position we're focusing a lot on nfts and creator drops and a lot a lot of like branding and web 3.0 so that's been really interesting um and i'm hoping that i'll be able to transfer some of that knowledge into my own branding yeah um but we'll see where it goes it's it's like definitely just awesome because both of these roles that I'm stepping into are just very open to learning and getting creative. So there's a lot of like leeway in that in terms of like transferable skills, I guess. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and before we get Mm -hmm. into the rapid fire, do you have any advice (laughs) for people wanting to get into the creator? I don't know if you like the word influencer, but the create content creator (laughs) space. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I think I would say, make sure that you establish why you want to be showing up online before you do it. Um, Is it because you're really passionate about photography or videography? Do you have a message that you want to share with the world? Do you just want to have a lot of followers because you think that society will think that it looks good? Um, Just being really aware of how to stay true to yourself and show up authentically online um, and I think the rest follows, honestly, if you're passionate and skilled at your craft or dedicated to becoming more skilled at your craft, things are going to happen for you. But yeah, I would just say to make sure to do it in like a safe and balanced way that, that feels right to you. Yeah. That's amazing tips. Um, do you want to get into the rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> um, first one, what is your favorite place to travel? Ooh, um, I loved Hawaii. I know that's so basic, but <laughs> Kona, no, I love Hawaii, Hawaii too. too. Yeah, yeah, it's just like so magical. That's a good one. Um, what's one of your funniest memories on like a trip, like a work trip that you've been on? There was a time when we were road tripping through LA and like we didn't stop driving for about 24 hours. And I think that I've like, Oh my God, I've never been so (laughs) tired in my whole life. And you know, in the front of passenger car seats where there's like that tiny bit of floor space. Yeah. I was so tired that I dead fell asleep there for like probably four hours just in the front. Wait, How did you, how did you fit in there? (laughs) I'll send you a photo of it. It's like the most scrunched up human you've ever seen. And I barely remember it because I was so tired. But oh my god! Yeah, just like the most ridiculous sleeping positions ever. Probably. That's so funny. Your back <laughs> must have just killed you right after. You're like, oh my god. Honestly, I think it was just like pure relief at sleeping. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, what's what's kind of the type of music that you listen to when you're on like long drives? I'm so all over the place with my music. I'm probably anything other than like hard dubstep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of like O.C. Elliott, Ben Howard, kind of yes. like the vibey road trip stuff. But then I've also gone through like 
every single one of Beethoven's symphonies on the road and like mm-hmm. random podcasts and <laughs> audible is really good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of the same way on long drives too. I feel like I have so much Lumineers on there as yeah. well. That's yeah. Kind of just like list. pretending you're in an indie movie basically. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, what, if you can picture kind of like your dream home, what does it look like? Oh, this is such a good question. I have a lot of Pinterest boards to answer this question with. (laughs) Um, I think being on on or very close to the water is something that is a 100% dream home must for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also having lots of light. I'm picturing like a giant A-frame style cabin with lots of windows and bright light on the beach. That's really good. I see that as well. That's kind of yeah. my dream is to be by the water. Cause you know, when you grow up on the yeah. North shore or like you're from Bowen, as I know well. you like can't you're, you're leave. So close. You can't, you can't. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite cafe? Like anywhere in the world? What's your favorite spot? Oh my gosh, this is a good question. Okay. So there's a little cafe on Bowen called the snug. I don't know. Oh, I know it. Into it. Oh, I know it. Of course. It's so good. This is not like a destination cafe <laughs> at all, but <laughs> it's so cute. And it is. Yeah, it's like right when you walk off the ferry and they have amazing food. Like it's all homemade, beautiful ingredients and it's local and you know the people that work there and it's super cozy. And um, I think that's like a a comfort space for me. Yeah, no, I can agree. I love it there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Recommend. Yes. What is your ideal morning routine? Ideal or actual? Ideal, ideal. Ideal. (laughs) Okay. If I really had my stuff together, which I've done this like maybe four times in the past <laughs> four months, um, like probably wake up at six 30, have a cup of tea, answer some emails, go for a run, mm-hmm. um, and then come back and shower and have a nice big breakfast or a smoothie or something. And mm-hmm. I have a journal that I've been using from, um, Hemlock and Oak. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they have like no, I haven't. these beautiful, like, intentions for the day and setting your goals and affirmations and then doing that. And then before heading out, that's a, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if your life was a movie, what genre would it be and who would you want to play you? Oh, I have no idea. That's a really good question. Rome, like a comedy rom-com. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and who would I want to play me? Can I pick Leo? Does it have to be the same gender as me? No, not at all. <laughs> no, it can be Leo for sure. I love him forever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and a few more questions. What's the compliment you receive the most? Probably that I'm really nice. And I know that sounds basic, but I think that no, no, I that, honestly get really, told that all yeah. the time. <laughs> that's a really good compliment to have. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Um, it's a quality I find important too so I hope it's accurate but yeah yeah, for sure for sure I love that um let's see okay uh who are the top three most influential people in your life back to the cliches but like my mom Mm -hmm. um I'm really lucky to have a super close relationship with my mom I just think she's yeah wonderful um JK Rowling and I know this is like a bit sketchy to say because she said some terrible things but I think it's more like the series and world that she created have been so inspiring to me Harry Potter specifically I'll choose him instead of JK Rowling yes um but just like that series got me a so into reading and writing which has become like a huge passion in my life 
Um, and I think that they have really deep messages of kindness and inclusivity and just being weird, um, yes. which has been, yeah, just really <laughs> influential for me, honestly. That's a really good answer. I haven't heard that answer ever. That's great. Um, and water is just like, it's done like a little part of me. I've been really like stuck with the series since I was like six or seven years old. Have you watched yeah. the, um, the newest thing that what's, what's it called? Like when, when the they what, reunion reunion. Oh my God. I was looking for the word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've actually, seen it. Yeah. My boyfriend yeah. and I watched it like a couple weeks ago and I, yeah. I truly was crying the entire time. I was Aww. so excited. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Have you been to, um, at Edinburgh? Have you ever been there in Scotland? I haven't. No. Oh God. So yeah, obviously love you know you know that's J.K. Rowling based Harry Potter off of there. Mm-hmm. When I went there a few years back with my sister, I was like, "Holy shit, I'm in Harry Potter land right now." I know. It's crazy. It's so cool. I did go to Platform Nine and Three Quarters when I was in London, and it was oh cool, amazing. I did not get to go to Hogwarts though. That's too bad. <laughs> Damn. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, and last question, what's something that you're loving right now? It can be a book, a playlist, an item of clothing, food, anything, just like something that you'd recommend for everyone to check out. Oh, I recently read a really good book called American Dirt. Oh, I've um, heard of it. I haven't. And read I it totally though. forget the author. I'll look it up really quickly. A, just really beautifully written, but it's also like a great story about a woman who's immigrated to the U.S. out of very difficult circumstances in Mexico. Um, and yeah, it's just a really like wonderful story and and thought process and definitely recommend. Ooh, okay, I'll definitely have to mm-hmm. check that out then. Thank you yeah. so much, Annie. This is so lovely chatting with you and learning more about what you're up to and your story because I've seen you on Instagram for so long, <laughs> but now to actually get to get to know you has been awesome. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, oh, also, do you want to plug your pages or where people can find you? You said that you're writing a lot. Is there like a blog that you have or anything that people can check out? I have a website, but I have not activated the blog yet. So okay. coming it's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Um, my Instagram page is at Annie McIntosh with two E's. So A-N-N-I-E-M-A-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. But yeah, other than that, um, I'm just kind of like floating on the interspace. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>